Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Lamplighters is a Bible study that focuses on what God's Word means to each of us. We are taking a break from our formal study, but we don't want to take a break from noticing how alive and active God's Word is in each of our lives. So, with that in mind, we are going to do something a little different each week during the summer. We have invited some friends to come and share their favorite or their most meaningful or their most transformative scriptures with us and tell us why those verses were important to them. So, in other words, how they've experienced God's Word coming alive to them in their own personal lives. So we hope this is going to be an encouragement to each and every person and that each person will be able to see uh, God moving in their own life too. Our guest today is Kathy Willis, and she is going to talk to us about John 1, 5. Kathy, it's all yours. John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I grew up in a Christian home, and my family was in church pretty much every time the door was open, Sunday mornings and evenings, Wednesday evenings, and for any special programs or activities. When I was eight years old and in the second grade, I made a profession of faith proclaiming Jesus as my Savior one night at home with my parents. Mm -hmm. I said yes to the gospel. I was baptized at that tender age and joined our church. I was an earnest child and took my decision seriously, as much as an eight-year-old can. However, my faith tradition emphasized being saved as sort of a one-and-done thing, and it was all about life after death instead of what following Jesus looked like in the present. Mm -hmm. For the next 10 years, till I graduated high school, I was very active in my church and all that it offered, and my faith was genuinely important to me, even though much of what I did and didn't do was directly associated with guilt. I went away to college and was actively engaged in my church there also. After my sophomore year, I got married, and two years later, my husband and I graduated college. We moved from Arkansas to Texas, and he went to grad school while I taught first grade. During that time, we began to drift away from church and became disengaged from a part of our lives that had once been important. Mm. Things were difficult financially, and even though we had minor struggles in our relationship, I didn't consider them to be that unusual for a young couple busy with school and jobs. We moved again after my husband completed his degree and things were looking up. We were both employed. I began taking graduate courses. We bought a house and we began to settle into a new community to begin a new chapter of our lives. Even though we joined a church, we failed to find a place to connect there and were pretty isolated within that faith community. Within a year, my husband gave me the news that he wanted a divorce. Mm -hmm. I was shocked and devastated, and it was a really dark time for me. Mm -hmm. How could this be happening? How could it be a part of my story? There were many lonely days and nights. I would arrive at work not remembering the drive there. Mm -hmm. I forgot to eat. I tried to busy myself with all kinds of mundane tasks when I wasn't teaching or studying. My parents and brother were amazing sources of love and support, but they were hours away, and neither they nor the friends I had made were there in the middle of the night or in the early morning when I felt so alone. Mm -hmm. 
I cried out to God in the darkness and loneliness, and my cry was not in vain. Mm. My heavenly Father showed up. Mm. Of course, He had been there all along, but I now acknowledged His presence. He protected and loved me in the strong way that a father can. My cries of distress were great, and even though my world as I knew it had been shattered, I experienced God's abiding presence manifested as a tiny light at the end of a long, dark tunnel, Mm -hmm. and it never ceased to shine. Mm -hmm. It provided me with the hope that I needed to keep moving towards it. There were still lots of difficult days and nights, but I believed that there were better days ahead, and there were. I leaned into the promise of John 1, 5, that darkness would never overcome the light. Mm -hmm. I know the light and hope that I experienced during that time were gifts of the Holy Spirit. As you may imagine, there, ma- there have been many other circumstances over the years, and there continue to be situations where I experience heartache and pain over a distressing situation, a difficult relationship, an unwanted circumstance, or a huge disappointment over which I have no control. Mm-hmm. The light of the world is who sustains me. Mm-hmm. Understand that as much as I would have liked and still would like for God to make himself known through a flashing light or a beam to mm-hmm. illuminate the path ahead, he usually provides just enough light for me to take the next step mm-hmm. and then enough to take the next one, a reminder to trust him. Mm-hmm. Often this light is revealed through the prayers of friends who uphold me so that my perspective shifts circumstances change, or God's grace blankets me in the form of a new understanding, confirming the reality of that small light in the tunnel 41 years ago. Mm-hmm. Over the years, my faith journey has taken twists and turns as I have sought to navigate what being a Christ follower looks like. I know and experience God through the lens of Jesus, who is the light, and I believe my call is to love God and to reflect His love and light to my neighbor. And I am so grateful that I get to experience kingdom life in the here and now. Mm -hmm. Light and hope sustain me and continue to fill me with the peace, love, grace, and joy that come as a result of following Jesus. Thank you, Kathy. That your story resonates with me because there are so many parallels with my own story Mm -hmm. about... um, sort of living life under your own strength and externally, and then having a head-on where <laughs> right. God's Word becomes very real, and Jesus becomes very real, and He's not just your Savior, He's your Lord. Right. And right. and then you begin following and, and walking, and I think that's, that's a story that's common to a lot of us, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you sharing that today. For sure. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. And, you know, we are—I'm sure every generation says this, but it does feel like we're in some pretty dark times right now. And just to remember that that light is always there. And and the good word that you said that just resonated with me was, He gives us enough light to take the next step. He doesn't right. promise He's going to show us the whole big picture. Right. Um, and so that's what faith is, right? It's being able to take that next step um, when that's all you can see, because that's all He's showing you. 
Right. So thank you for that reminder, Kathy. Of course. Thank it's it's you. probably a really good thing he doesn't show us that bigger picture. Yeah, I don't think we could have it. <laughs> it would be so horrified it, we it wouldn't would take what's so overwhelming. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. But thank yeah. you. The the light of Christ shines in your face, and we appreciate you sharing it with us today. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. Until next time. <laughs>